Hello my friends, I'm Dianka with Ticking Time Bond and today we have in the studio Con to talk about his three watch collection. Welcome, Con. Oh, thank you. Great to have you. Thanks for having me here. I'm pretty excited to tell you what I've got here in front of me. Yeah. So before we have a look at what you've got as your selection today, mm. you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So I have always enjoyed watches since I was a young boy, I suppose. It's a story that pretty much everyone would have. You know, their first watches was gifted to me by my dad. Uh, it was a Swatch, right. and I think I've had that for a long time. And after that, I I bought my first G-Shock. So how it, how it works with Asian is every single year during Chinese New Year, so instead of getting a present, you'll get like with packets from people, right? From your parents, from your uncle, aunties, you know, family, friends, etc., etc. So instead of saving the money in the bank, I actually use the money to buy watches. So I, <laughs> I think it works out that I've got like maybe five or six G-Shocks and a baby G. <laughs> I suppose the passion or, or the interest in, in time time uh, pieces started when I was relatively young and it never really stopped till now, I suppose. Yeah, it's been over, what, 20, 20 odd years, 30 years, I think. Amazing. Yeah. So I've spoken to a few watch collectors now and they all seem to have a philosophy behind yeah, their collection. Yeah. Is this something that's unique to you that you have when choosing your acquisition? It changes. So taste changes. I still remember when I kind of first started, uh, when I bought my first proper watch or Swiss watch. At that time, I always liked to concentrate more on uh, popular watches. Mm or important watches, like a Speedmaster or Cartier, Tang. That was how it started. And then after that phase, it went into uh, only two watches. Okay. So Rolexes, in other words. And after that, I started thinking, oh, yeah, if you only have two watches, it can be a bit boring. So what I like to do right now is I like to have uh, a so-called a two-watch, yep. uh, a fun watch, and a non-Swiss watch. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, hence I present my collection, which, you know, obviously you've got a tool, you've got a Japanese, and you've got a fun watch. Yeah, all quite unique from each other. So when you go to purchase a new watch, you know, what is most important to you? Is it the practicality, it's sentimental reasons, or what do you look out for? Oh, I used to be a very emotional buyer. <laughs> Spare of the moment buy, isn't it? <laughs> and I've made a lot of mistakes. In the past, whenever I like something, I'll keep on thinking about it and think and think and think till obviously the only time when you stop thinking is when you purchase it, right? <laughs> and after purchasing, you'll be like, oh yeah, I should, probably shouldn't have bought that. <laughs> I suppose I try to stick to each time when I've identified washer one, I always, I take my time these days before I decide to pull the pin and buy it. Uh, it'll probably take me months before I decide. Uh whether if that watch is actually suitable or not. I still look for special occasions, like a reason to buy. Um, I'm going to have a new bond, I suppose. Oh, that would be, I suppose, a, a good reason. Yes. So between now and then, I'm, I've got a few in mind, so we'll see what will happen. Lovely. I can't wait to see in future. Sounds good. <laughs> now, you have honed down to these three today. Was it a bit challenging because you've been collecting for a while to have only bought three t today? Yes, so these are the watches that I probably would have worn the most in the past, I suppose, six to eight months. Yep. Um, hence, I bought it. Like what I said, 
each time when I wear my most watches, I would obviously you don't wear just one, you always rotate. Yeah. So you have like two or three or four within the rotation. And usually within the rotation, I always like to have one with bracelet. Once there's a bit like a strap monster, so you can change it to different straps. Mm. And the third or the fourth one would be a bit like a fun watch. Okay, well, let's not waste any more time and have a look Sounds at what good. you brought to. I love the color on your first one. It's very... Briar, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about this watch? So this is a micro brand. Uh, it's a brand called Halios. Uh, they are based in Canada. There is a saying, Halios is like, like a Rolex of the micro brand because it's one of those brands where if you decide to buy it, you can't actually get it straight away. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of need to register your interest. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've waited, I think, two years for this watch and I've opted for the titanium casing. So this is actually a very light watch to wear. Obviously, I had the option to get either the steel or the titanium, but I thought that I don't have a titanium case watch. I just thought that this would be perfect for summer plus. It pops. It does. Yeah. In all honesty, I already wanted the the Oyster Perpetual in yellow and I couldn't get it from the authorized <laughs> dealer. So I've been searching for a, a yellow dial watch for a long time now until I had the opportunity to buy this one and I just took it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you bringing a bit of color to the studio. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be why I call it a fun watch to wear. Now your next one, we're kind of twinning a little bit. Oh, wow. You've got <laughs> a, a Grand Seiko also. Uh, I think yours is a limited edition. I know it because it's got the the second hands in red. Let's have a look at the difference between the both of ours. Sure. To start with, the casing is in, is is perfect. Like, in my opinion, I, Grand Seiko makes the best value for money mm. uh, watches. Their prices are a bit more expensive now compared to two or three or four years ago. But even though it's more expensive now, it is still very good value compared to your other brand. This one is even more better value because this is their older version. Okay. <laughs> I think this one, I purchased this two years ago. At that time when I purchased it, it wasn't the newest model. Okay. And for a, a wash within this price point, around the 4,000 mark, the finishing and they call it the Zaraksu uh, finishing, their markers, everything about this wash is perfect. Just beautiful. Yeah. Before I decided to buy this one, I really wanted a quartz. If you're in a rush, you just have to pick it and... It's already going. Yeah, yeah, so to speak. And I've considered a Cartier, <laughs> but I'm quite glad that I didn't get the Cartier because <laughs> the finishing on this one, I think, is a lot better compared to a Cartier. Yeah. Another band that um, is not the factory? No, no, absolutely not. So this is actually a bit of a strap monster as well um, because you can put on any color, any type of straps and any different combination whatsoever and your look is great. This one would be, I suppose, like what I said, a non-Swiss meat watch. So a Japanese. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you for sharing that one. And what's um, the one on the end there? So this is the Black Bay 54. This is, I suppose, the latest acquisition. Uh, I think I purchased this probably seven months ago or eight months ago, but it, it has never left my wrist. I just keep on wearing it. I actually had all the three different variations. <laughs> so the the one with the smiley face with the ETA movements so of 41, 
and then 39 back bit 58 yeah and now the 54 okay but of those three variations i actually like this one the most because i don't have a big a thick wrist so my wrist is very skinny and this one just fits perfect it does complement your uh wrist size correct correct on the wrist and you can wear this in any different occasion you can yeah you can there are two watch so it lasts <laughs> yeah actually i'll put this down here so that is nice now you've been watch collecting uh, for a while now. Was there any challenges that you came in, you know, having your collection as it is today? I'm also a big fan of independent watches. So with independent watches, unfortunately, there are not too many authorized dealer uh, okay. for certain brands in in Australia. So you have to really rely on uh, the online resources like Facebook pages. Yeah. Within, you know, people within the watch community. I've been lucky so far because I've got a close friend that's also really into independent watch brands. And the, the trend has been where he'll purchase it first and then he'll show it to me. Okay. <laughs> and if I'm interested, then I'll also place an order. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose that it's a bit of a challenge uh, the, for the fact that you can't really see it in person, touch it play around with it mm. before you actually buy it. And then there's always obviously the risk of buying something and then once you receive it, you'll be like, oh, it didn't live up to your expectation. Mm. Because like what I said, you don't get the chance to see the watch first before you actually buy it. Actually, even the Halios, for example, is a watch that I haven't seen it before I purchased it. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I came through with the goods on that one. Yeah, yeah, so it's not too bad. I'm pretty happy. And what's the future look like for your watch collecting now? Is there a watch that you're going, are you eyeing off in the new year? Yes, I'm actually working towards the next three watch collection. I think I would have uh, an independent piece. So uh, the second one would be a, a major brand. And then the third one, I think I'll stick to Grand Seiko because I really do like Grand Seiko and I would like to add another one or two more Grand Seikos for sure. So definitely a, a spring drive movement and maybe the hybrid or the automatic ones. So I hope that 2024 and 2025, I can achieve this, this other three, three pieces. So we'll see what will happen. <laughs> and I think you did touch on it a little before, but out of these three that you bought today, is it the Tudor that you pretty much wear the most that's your go-to? So how it works is at home, I'll have a tray, right? And within the tray, I'll put my glasses, my ring, yep. and the watches. So on the tray, there's always three or four pieces. And then I will just lay it out and then just wear it whatever you feel like. And then once you're bored with <laughs> this three or four, you just put it back into, and then you break out another two or three, or you swap over one or two, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because I work from home, what I can do is I can wear one for like two or three hours and then I'll go out and do some exercise. While I do exercise, I don't wear and then I'll come back, take a shower and then I can pick another one. So what that means is I can be wearing two or three different watches in a day. So some watch collectors, they like to make their purchases based on a special event coming up. Is that something that you like to do or do you just like to carry on with your potentially dream collection? 
in reality, um, it is not something that I can get because these days in order to buy watches that are highly desirable, not just by myself, but also by other collectors, it requires a lot of patience, <laughs> a lot of time. So what I generally would do is I would plan ahead what I would like to purchase. I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a watch that I've put down in order. I put that down two, two and a half years ago. So I think I'm going to be receiving this piece this year. So this is just to give you a bit of an idea of how much patience I would need or require in order to, to get those pieces. And if I so happen can get those watches uh, in front of me, and it so happened to coincide with, you know, my newborn child or my wife's birthday or wedding anniversary, that would be a bonus. I'm going to throw a bit of a fun question here. Absolutely. Say if I handed you a few million dollars, up, yeah. what would be your growl, the ultimate oh. watch for you and why? If I can have uh, all the money in the world, it would be the Acrivia Polomet Contemporary. So they've done the first, the second, and then I think that that one will be coming up soon. Either one would do. Actually, the first and the second one, either always fine. I'm probably very happy. That would be a great watch. And the reason why I like him is because I think the way he does watches is a bit like Philip Dufault. So finishing to the highest possible quality. I think that would be quite unattainable because it's quite expensive. The one that is also a grill but attainable would be a, a FB John Chronomet Sovereign. So that is the, the next one I'm working towards. And I think once I'm done with that one, I would concentrate on Grand Seikos, only on Grand Seikos. I've absolutely enjoyed what you brought here today. And if I was to choose one as the favourite, I would definitely go for the Helios. Feel free to have a look. Yeah. I mean, I love this colour. It's just it's just a very happy colour. Also, learning a bit more about micro brands, I find it quite interesting. You know, there's smaller guys are trying to make their break in the watch industry. Yeah. And also... um. This size would actually... It's extremely, extremely It's very light. light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And because it is micro, this is such a good value for money. The finishing on the casing is is good. You can't find fault on it, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a well-balanced watch. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Go the independent brands. But of this three, I would probably say my favourite is the Grand Seiko. I have started to build a strong preference for Grand Seiko. Hopefully next time when we meet, probably I'll just bring Grand Seikos and there will be the next three watch collections. <laughs> but I'll probably will need some time <laughs> before that would happen. So does there, is there any end to watch collecting or is this something that's going to, do you think it's going to be ongoing or is there a point, oh, okay, I'm happy now. I'm working towards the next tree and obviously of that tree, one of them would be the John. And then the next one will be a, a Grand Seiko. And I'd like to add a, a GMT. What brand yet? I don't know. Hopefully a Rolex. <laughs> I'd like to have three, 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 three. Mm -hmm. Three, one set, three, one set. So for each three that I've got, I always like to have one where, where I can foresee myself passing that over to my child, my son or my unborn. Yeah, yeah like a family heirloom. Yeah, and of that three watch collection, I always like to have one that I know that the brand is still going to be around in the next hundred years, if yeah. that makes sense to you. 
Hence, in this three watch collection, I've actually brought the Tudor because I know that Tudor, which is part of Rolex, will be around for a very long time. <laughs> so I'm working towards the next tree, and once that's done, maybe I'll take my time and maybe I'll just concentrate on Grand Seiko's. And the Grand Seiko's that I'll concentrate on would be the limited edition ones. The unfortunately, the disadvantage on Grand Seiko is they come out with so many unlimited limited edition watches every single year. So I don't know whether if there will be a need or not. Connor, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. You've been a great ball of fun. And for completing today's challenge, can I offer you a glass of whiskey? Absolutely. I think that's a fun part. <laughs> And thank you for watching, guys. Did you enjoy today's video? I know I did. That being the case, make sure you turn out our other content, hit subscribe, or you don't whip out on the next three watch collections.